Hey, what's up? This is Josh Todd from Buck Sherry, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Check it out. Welcome to episode 321 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. And this week, which way do you want me to go with this pun? Should this podcast get lit up oh, like God. a fucking light bulb? Should this podcast, should I just say that life ain't nothing but podcasts and money? Right. Or I bitches wish. and podcasts? I, I, I Either way. Well... <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm just going to leave that to you because you're the pun guy. Yeah, I didn't have one that fit very well, so that's why I threw a couple out. Hey, why not? Cover yeah. cover all the bases. All right. <laughs> the point is, we've got Josh Todd of Buck Cherry joining us this week. Buck Cherry has a brand new album coming out here later this month, June 25th to be exact. It'll be their ninth studio album. Looking forward to that. We got the chance to hear an early sneak peek and we'll have a review coming here in the coming weeks before the album comes out. But in the meantime, we've got Josh Todd coming up. So we're going to talk about that and some other stuff, play some music. First, let's tell you who we're sponsored by sunset tattoo right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Their tattoos are done. Get them proper. They're state licensed. They're mother approved. If you give Jake a call or shoot him a message, you can set up a time to talk about what work you need to get done. You can go to Sunset Tattoo Tulsa on Facebook or Instagram to see photos of all his work. Hell, you can go to our Instagram to see at least a single photo of his work because he did a tattoo for me. And I'm very happy with it, and other people have said that they think it's great. So there's you a good solid plug for Jake. And we know several musicians around town and several touring musicians that have had him tattoo them as well. So... Give Jake a call at Sunset Tattoo and tell him that you heard about him here. Also, we've got Med Farm, a dispensary in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51. They are cannabis with a cause. 30% of their proceeds go to build no-kill animal shelters. That's like an amazing, an amazing thing that we're very happy to talk about here. They've got a drive-thru. If you call ahead or text ahead, you can place your order and get over there to pick it up. Get in, in and out quick. Leafly.com is the website where you can see all of the info, or all of their selection, which is a pretty large selection. You can find them on Facebook at MedFarmPHRM, Instagram MedFarmOK, and their website is MedFarmOK.com. Hella Hot Hot Sauce is a hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. They make small batch artisan hot sauces. They collaborate with a lot of musicians. In fact, we've had a couple of them on here. Ghoul has a sauce called Brain Jerk. Florida Frank from Hate Breed has a sauce called Florida Frank's Florida Heat. And even Techno Destructo, formerly of War, has a sauce that we recently got a hold of some of them. And that shit is amazing. It's fucking awesome. I love it. It's Garlic Death Grip. And (laughs) that's a great name for it because it is heavy on the garlic. And I can tell you, Personally, I love everything heavy on the garlic. Yeah, me too. So yeah. it, it works totally. Yeah. <laughs> HotSauce.com. You can buy it all and they'll ship it anywhere. If you're on the West Coast, there are a lot of stores out there as well. So check that out and let them know we sent you. And finally, we've got DEB Concerts located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They bring a ton of great shows to the downtown Tulsa area. And they also book the Roadhouse stage every year at Rocklahoma. That, that announcement will be coming shortly in the next few weeks. And we'll be talking about... The band's playing Doug's stage there once that announcement comes out. But in the meantime, we can let you know that Lita Ford will be returning to the Ideal Ballroom in downtown Tulsa to put on a show on June 26th 
That show will be opened by Straight Shot, and it will be hosted by the one and only Eddie Trunk, who hosts a lot of the shows at the Ideal Barroom. So get out there, meet Eddie Trunk, and check out a show at the Ideal Barroom, which is an amazing venue. They've always got great shows. DEBconcerts.com. You can get ticket info there. You can be kept up to date on any of the previous shows that got postponed or any upcoming shows as well. And we'll, of course, keep you updated here as well. All right. You want to jump into some music first? Let's do this. All right. We're going to play a track from a guy named Aaron Lee. Even if his name isn't a household name to you, the stuff he has done should be because he is the bass player of Y&T. He has also been the bass player of Frank Hannon Band and many other things. And he's got some solo music as well, and that's what we're going to play for you right now. And speaking of Frank Hannon Band, Frank Hannon actually joins him on this song. So here's Aaron Lee with Live For Today.
for today, the brand new single from Aaron Lee. That also features Frank Hannon on the guitar. Aaron Lee, of course, is bassist and vocalist there on that track. Very cool stuff from Aaron. What are your thoughts on that? That's a great song. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a it's a pound you in the face rocker. Yeah, it's got the the bass all in your face. That's right. And uh, so yeah, and, it, and it's you know what else those, would you expect from a bassist? Right. Yeah, it's got those catchy <laughs> catchy backup vocals. Yeah, it's a great tune. Yeah, great melodic rock type song. That's a little bit a little bit heavier than your standard melodic rock, but still melodic as hell. Exactly. So great stuff there from. From Aaron Lee, looking forward to what's coming here in this coming year from him as well. So be on the lookout for that. Give him a follow on your socials. And huge thanks to Best Bet Promotions, Jody Best over there for sending that track our way. Something random of note here is that, you know, we've had Trevor Church on our podcast just here about less than a month ago. Yes. And he had been on here before. Right. And I mentioned that because we just saw this festival that got announced either today or, or Yesterday or the day before. And, and and we've had Night Demon on many times. Yeah. Friends of the podcast. That's right. There's Is there anybody else on that list that we've had on? I know um, there's a I, few we've seen, like Bewitcher. And, yeah, I don't no. think so. But hopefully, hey, maybe it'll change once this hits. Right. Well, they just announced this festival in 2022 in Houston. April of 2022 called Hell's Heroes. Hell's Heroes 5, is that what that says? Four, okay. I think. Four, okay. So... It's going to be in Houston, April 22nd, 23rd of 2022. If you like this kind of thing, this is, this is your, this is your Lollapalooza. <laughs> right. This is your premiere. Um, you know, this is a European style festival. Yes, lineup, definitely. For as far as metal goes, uh, Candlemass, Dark Angel, Sirithungal, Eternal Champion, Satan, Enforcer, Whiplash, Night Demon, Haunt, Bewitcher, uh, Screamer, Bloodstar, I mean, the list is on and on. Bloodstar's who opened for Night Demon, I was Demon, about to right? say, that's who we saw with Night Demon and Anvil, isn't With it? the female vocalist? Yes, I right. think that's who that is. Yeah. Um, Traveler, I know they're fucking good. I mean, it, it's... It, this is one, I'm not kidding you, dude. It's This might be worth the, the road trip. Yeah. So, just putting that out there. I mean, there's a few bands on that that by themselves are worth a road trip. Like, yeah. Like Candlemass, you don't get right. the chance to see them. Uh Haunt, obviously, as much as we love them. Satan, of course. Satan is great. I mean, I I, I heard, I just randomly heard them on, you know, my Spotify, just daily mixes. And then I know that, you know, Night Demon, I know that Jarvis has always talked about them. And uh, they are fucking badass. So, and, you know, of course, it makes me think about that tour that was supposed to come here last year. Yeah. uh, Before, you know, COVID, which was. Satan, Night Demon Haunt, and Bewitcher. I mean, that would have been amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a... Uh, and we've, all four of them are on this bill. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, this is going to be this is going to be great. So, something to point out, since all four of them are on that bill, maybe that tour is being reworked for next spring. Uh, one can only hope. You never know. We shall see. Yeah, maybe we shall maybe see. we could get some inside scoop from Jarvis or... or there you go. Or Trevor Church. <laughs> exactly. Since they're exactly. both friends of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You <laughs> like, we like saying that. Friends of the podcast. <laughs> well, is there anything else of newsworthy or just um, random? I, well, just, what have you, you know, been listening to? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've been listening to... Oh, God. I've listened to a lot of Saxon yesterday. I listened to the new Dropkick Murphys. 
Man, I listened uh, to that again yesterday. It's a great, it's a great record. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of they're kind of getting back to the kind of Dropkick Murphys I like. Yeah, you know, a little bit more amped up. Um, so that's yeah, that's a great record. It really is. Um, but yeah, um, and then you know, there's what they announced: Knotfest Roadshow today. Uh, oh, I missed that. Yeah, it's um, Slipknot, Killswitch Engage, uh, Fever Three Three Three, and Code Orange. Um, so it's about half good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, Code Orange is good, but you know, yeah. yeah, I think Code Orange is actually really great. It's just not totally in my wheelhouse, right? But that—that's they're one of those bands where I think you know they're kind of they're kind of ahead of the curve a little bit, you know, and I think they're going to be around a while. Now, Fever Three Three Three—that's not my thing. I prefer bands that play live, but anyways, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I prefer bands that play live and don't sound like ass. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> but um, also, you know, um, Guns N' Roses announced their tour with uh, Mammoth WVH opening up. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I like that. It is, is a huge GNR fan. I'm sure you're going to want to catch one of those shows at least. Oh, yeah. I'll, I don't know how everything's going to line up with the, the fall and everything, but right, I know right. they're, they're hitting Dallas. And if not, you know, I'm hoping... But, you know, over these last several years that GNR has been doing the quote-unquote reunion. Exactly. You know, with, with Slash and Duff back in the band, there's been a few, like, short runs where they had the same band opening for them, but mm-hmm. most of it has been, like, three or four dates. Yeah. You know, and it's always a, you know, a big name, like ZZ Top, House and Chains, right. Chris Stapleton, whoever. Yeah. And it, they haven't that often said, well, here's our chunk of dates, and this is one band open them all. So it's kind of cool that the, yeah. the person they the artist they picked was someone that even though the majority of rock fans know who that is. Yeah. A lot of them won't be familiar with his music yet. So that's kind of a good deal for him to get exposure that way. Oh, it totally is. And, uh, everything I've heard from, uh, mammoth is fucking badass. Yeah. Like if, if you, if your deal is like alter bridge and Tremonti solo and seven dust, it, you know, if that's kind of your jam, you will fucking love this. Yeah. And the guy's got such a great fucking voice. It's awesome. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and speaking of Tremonti, he was in Tremonti for a bit. Yeah, that's right. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. I forgot about that. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, good stuff coming. I mean, it's it's almost a daily thing now over the past couple few weeks as far as stuff getting rescheduled or oh, new yeah. stuff getting announced, that kind of thing. Foo, yeah. Foo Fighters Foo just Fighters, announced that they're... Yeah. They announced a few dates in the late summer, and one of them was here in Oklahoma. So that's right. pretty cool in Oklahoma City at the Zoo Amp. Foo right. at the Zoo. So, you know, that'll be, I think tickets are on sale Friday, so get ready to mortgage your house and, you know, get <laughs> right. a ticket. Yeah. I was kind of surprised, though, because, I mean, generally, Foo Fighters would play bigger venues than even that. Yes. You know? I, yeah, I so, was kind of surprised, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some other stuff we're forgetting about, but. We'll get to it when we feel right, right, right. It'll happen when it happens. I mean, we're here in June. I'm ready for, uh, I keep forgetting to ask you this, June 19th in Oklahoma City, are you going to Dirty Honey and Joyous Wolf? Oh, I would assume. I just, I'm, I don't know. I haven't, I guess I haven't really gotten around to. Yeah. It's a, you are, know, it's are not, you going? Did it's not at the forefront of our minds anymore. Right. The shows are coming up, right? Yeah. I just don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm still in the, I'm still in COVID mode for a lot of things. <laughs> I, I'm just now getting to the point where I don't feel like an asshole. For going into a store without a mask on. <laughs> right. Because you've just been so ingrained to that, you know? Right. So it's just like, I, I, I got to remember, oh yeah, shit is like 
shit is opening up still. Oh yeah, fuck that show. You know, I, yeah. I got to get tickets to that. I don't know. Are you going? I'm planning on it. Yeah. That's okay. What okay. I, since that since that was announced, that's the thing I've been looking most forward to. Okay, gotcha. To see both those well, bands did, together did you get and then tickets yet? I have not. Okay. Well, neither neither yeah. have I. So yeah, we're in the same boat. Yeah, and then we've got Crowbot in July, but that falls on a Wednesday, which kind of sucks for us because yeah. it's a almost a two hour drive. But right, right. It's so almost a two hour drive, and I'm old now, yeah. so I'm thinking I'm going to try to push it like we used to push it in the day. Right. Go there, come back, and work the next morning. But back in the day, I'll decide as it gets closer. But that's really a band I would love to see in 89th Street Collective. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. That'll be. Um, a, yeah, if it was a weekend, oh for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. On a, on a work night, I like to be in bed by about ten fifteen. <laughs> that's just how decadent my life is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about some Buck Cherry, I guess. Right. Right. Their ninth album, ninth studio album, Hellbound, comes out June 25th. Like I said, we're going to talk about this more here on a review here in a couple weeks, but both of us really liked it. And I'll just say, the only comment I'm going to say is I think it's their best work since Black Butterfly, which was their fourth album. So, if that means anything to you, if it doesn't, if you think every album's great, then you're going to think this one's great, I think. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, this is a band that I've... Both of us, I know, have loved since the first day we heard them. There's yeah. been ups and downs, and, you know, we've all got our favorite stuff and this and that. But from the moment I heard, it's this is one of those bands, too, that there's even bands that I love or are a diehard fan of. Some of them I don't know. I can't remember the first time I heard them. Yeah. But there's a few, there's a few bands that I can remember the very first time I heard them, and Buck Cherry is one of those bands. Right. I was driving my Dodge Daytona down the road. I don't remember that Dodge Daytona. Yeah. And KMOD... Here, the local rock station in Tulsa said, here's a new band called Buck Cherry. This song is called Lit Up. And it's and this was like 1999. And when that song started playing, I'm like, this is not even real life. Because right, exactly. this was 1999 in the middle of new metal, rap metal, you know, the end of the alternative phase, yep. all that stuff. And here's a band that sounds like they're from 1989. Yeah. Yep. And even more so, you know, it was like 1989 mixed with like 1977 mixed with, you know, fucking a bottle of whiskey. I don't exactly. know. No, you're exactly yeah. right. And it was such a breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh, okay. So so, so somebody remembered that real rock and roll still exists, <laughs> right. not just us. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always appreciated the fact that throughout the years... You know, they're a band, like most bands, they've got the songs that they're going to play live. Right, They have right. to play live. But they, they've always been great about throwing in deep cuts. Yeah. Randomly, you know, like when you saw them the year before last, they played Porno Star. Yeah. Which blew my mind. Yeah, what the hell? Remember when we saw them at the Brady Theater and they played Fall? Yeah. Just out of the blue and they played Eminent Bailout, I think, yeah. at that one or one of those other shows that yeah. I saw. And a lot of bands don't whip in those deep cuts from four albums ago. Yeah. Like that, and so I've always appreciated that. And I, and I remember I saw Josh Todd. I'm pretty sure I was by myself, so I don't know why you weren't there. Maybe you didn't go to that South by Southwest. But Probably. You, you didn't see him at South by Southwest. Did no. You? Okay. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm pretty sure I was by myself, and it was in a just a small club there in Austin. And it was the not Josh Todd and the conflict when it, before that the solo album he had where it was just called Josh Todd. Okay. The gotcha. You Made Me album. Okay. And, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. I went and saw him in that small club, and 
it was kick ass. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, we talk about that's one of the even the things I brought up in this interview was playing Deep Cuts Live. So there you go. Let's jump into it. Here's Josh Todd from Buck Cherry. coming out and uh very excited yeah absolutely i got a got a chance to listen to that thing in its entirety yesterday and i'm really enjoying it and talk about you guys actually recorded this at the end of last year is it kind of frustrating to have to set on something for six months before the rest of the world hears it or is that are you kind of past that at this point (laughs) no it was it was really frustrating but um you know this is our ninth record so it's not something we haven't had to deal with in the past, you know? Um, so yeah, that being said, we're, we're so glad that it's finally getting out because, you know, when you sit on a record all that long, you can't let anybody hear it really, except your, your band, your producer and your manager. So like, you're just so anxious to see how the public reacts to the songs, you know? So, um, we got such a, strong uh response from the first uh single so hot and the video is really great and and so yeah um can't wait uh for the second single to drop this this week on wednesday uh hellbound the title track is coming out we got a great video for that as well hellbound was actually actually i remember seeing that this was originally announced as being called breaking down the barricade and then now it's called hellbound kind of talk about the switch to the title no, I mean, we were throwing a few titles around and Stevie kind of uh, said that in an interview and then everybody thought that was the title of the record. But um, oh, okay. that was a title that was a title we were throwing around. Uh, there's a song called Barricade on, on the record. Um, uh, but yeah, everybody kept going back to Hellbound. I mean, we just thought it was a, a stronger title as far as like, just one word big and bold you know we combined the two words and made it one word and and uh i love it uh, everybody seems to love it it's it's the one that sticks around you know too and and the title track is probably the best one of my favorite songs on the record yeah i agree with that well you guys worked again with uh, marty fredenson on this and talk about what he kind of brought to the mix as far as co-writing goes you know marty is marty is you know, really understands and gets this band, you know, and it's, um, you know, you think it's an easy band to get, but it's not. A lot of people think they know, uh, you know, what's special about, about Buck Cherry until you get in a room with them and then they're, they're totally off the mark, you know, but Marty is, uh, he becomes like the sixth band member when he's in the fold, you know, and we really respect him and he's, he's a great songwriter. That's all he does is write songs and produce, uh, songs and, and so uh, we we co-wrote songs with him in the past uh, with Sorry and a few others, and and he's uh, produced a bunch of records, and and uh, it was so great to be back with him. And uh, I honestly don't think that we'll ever do a record without him. You know, it was it was uh, just a great experience, and we we got in and wrote for just a week with him, and uh, we wrote six. That's how great we worked together. Wow, I mean, what do you think? 
I mean, well, you kind of just said it, I guess, but as far as the albums that he hasn't been a part of, like, what do you think makes this special about this album, having him back? Um, you know, it was just the, the, the synergy. It was, it was, uh, the right thing at the right time, you know, for us to be reunited and, and, you know, because of the politics in the band in the past, it just, uh, you know, we didn't work with them there for a few years. So it was, it was good to, to see him and, like I said, we have a great relationship, and so that was nice. And and um, you know, uh, we've been through a lot in 2020, and and it was a crazy year. And whenever this band's like faced with so much adversity, we always we always like get refocused and re-energized, and we always make our best uh, records. You know, it's it's just it's weird. So um, I'm so proud of this record. I think it's the best Buckcherry record ever written, and uh i'm really excited to go out there and tour on it yeah my my favorite tracks on the album are hellbound here i come in the way and to me all those kind of have like a classic buck cherry feel but this album as a whole to me kind of encompasses everything you guys have ever done was that kind of intentional or is that just kind of the way kind of the way it felt i just think that we were really thorough you know we had a lot of time of course sitting at home and and stevie and i wrote 22 songs before we got in a room with Marty and wrote six more, you know, so there was a lot of, a lot of songs there. We had written a lot of songs and what that does is it's just like exercising a muscle, you know, when you're just working out muscle, it just gets stronger. And we had just, uh, I think we really hit a, a, a new plateau, you know, with, uh, with the songwriting in this band and, and how we our understanding on, you know, putting a record together that's cohesive, uh from song to song you know that you can just really put on and leave on and that's the ultimate goal and um i love the dynamics of this record i love the flavors and it all works together you know and that's what makes it so unique and cool in the buckcherry history so um, i'm really pleased with it when you write that many say you've got what was it 22 to 28 songs and you narrow it down to 10 are those other songs going to get scrapped or do you see using any of them in the future a lot of people always ask that, you know, I, you know, we will revisit some of those songs. There's probably like three that are like super good, you know, that we're like, okay, these, these, we got to put these on a record, you know, but you know, when songs don't make a record, there's usually a reason. It's just that they're just not, you know, the cream rises to the top. Right. I mean, like, yeah. that's why you got to write a lot of songs because, um, you know, you you want a record of just 10 great songs. You you don't want to put any kind of filler on there. I don't, I hate, I hate, I don't listen to filler. I don't think anybody listens to filler anymore. Everybody's most people just buy one song at a time now, you know, so, uh, or they just stream it. And then when they stream music, they make their own playlist. So they're not listening to one artist for 45 minutes, you know? So, that's why I think you really have to be careful about ever putting like filler songs on a record, you know? So, um, I don't ever want to do that. So, and in order to, to get around that, you've got to write a lot of songs to narrow it down to a 10 song record. Is that kind of why you went with, with 10? Cause I mean, I didn't really look back, but I feel like most of your albums have always been like 12 or 13 songs, maybe all night long was 10, but was that a thought process? Going yeah. This? All those, all those records that were 12, songs you know it wasn't by our choice we just we had to do that to fulfill you know a record uh label 
uh, oh, gotcha. you know, contract, a contract, you know, and, and I always thought it was too long. And they're like, we don't need records that long. You know, like all the old, old school rock records were 10 songs or nine songs. And, and, you know, that's all you need. You, you want to be able to put it on and to go, God, that was so good. I, it's already over. I want to listen to it again. You know, like that, that's the thing. You know, I mean, who's listening to 12 songs all in one sitting? Nobody. I, I'm not, you know, I don't listen to one artist, 12 songs unless they were all hits. And it takes, you know, it takes a, an artist like a, their whole career to get something like that together. You know what I mean? Right. Well, this is the first album with uh, Billy. Talk about what brought to the mix that might not have been there in the past. Billy, Billy is the newest uh, guy and he's lovely guy. I don't know if you know Billy's history, but he was in Jet Boy for a long time and uh, that's a great band and I think he still does shows with them and um, he's just a, you know, he's, not only is he a good guitar player, you know, we really were looking at the person because we've had to deal with so many people and um, he's a really nice guy, easy going and loves, loves his band and is, you know, from our generation and, and all that kind of stuff. So we get along with him really well and he's a good fit and, you know, he's been on Stevie's radar for a long time. Stevie's friends with him and and uh yeah we we got together uh before uh, we made this uh this change and uh just had some breakfast me him and stevie and just kind of had you know a nice breakfast and i got to know him and he's he's just a lovely guy so we'll see how it goes you know we uh you know it always seems two years is when we're going to figure it out <laughs> the two-year mark you know what i mean <laughs> that's the way we've uh kind of noticed in the past like okay we're gonna know if somebody's really really down uh for how hard we work after two years you know well speaking of touring i mean yeah i mean you kind of mentioned a minute ago do you have any reservations as far as like meet and greet goes with that kind of thing with everything that's been going on or are you kind of not worried about that uh we'll we'll take it you know one day at a time by territory and you know the vaccination rollout and all that kind of stuff you know i mean all that is a factor i mean if people want to wear masks they can wear masks if they want us to wear masks we'll, we'll, we'll we will wear masks um we did a meet and greet earlier on this year and we made everybody wear masks including ourselves and we took pictures and you know some people don't like it and some people are fine with it i you know what are you going to do you have to you have to make sure you're being careful, especially, you know, us as well. You know, we want to be, we got to be fit in order to pull off these shows, you know? Right. I mean, even though touring is about to pick back up, do you, are you guys looking at marketing this album any different than you have albums in the past coming off of a pandemic with everybody not being, you know, out going to shows and that kind of thing? we're completely marketing this record different. It has nothing to do with the pandemic, but uh, only has to do with, you know, the change in rock radio and everything that has to do with rock. We have to, we had to change our whole way of uh, rolling out this record and we're doing it mostly focusing on online promotion and streaming services and videos and content for online. That's where we're doing our whole focus. Well, as far as singing, like since you haven't been able to be out doing shows outside of recording this album, like what have you done in the past year, year and a half to maintain your voice? Every other day I sing a full Buck Cherry headlining set in my home. Oh, I've really? done it since 
since quarantine started. And when I wasn't singing above Sherry's set, I was singing, I was recording new songs for the Hellbound record. So, um, yeah, it's been, uh, that's what I've been doing. And, um, I'm tired of doing it. Honestly, I can't wait to (laughs) be in front of like, I can't wait to be in front of, uh, people, but you know, the older you get, you have to continue to keep it up. I'm not one of those guys that can sit around and not sing and then go sing. Uh, uh, Buck Cherry said, there's just no way you can't, it would just, you have to, this is very physically and vocally demanding, you know? And, um, I have to, I have to make sure I'm always, uh, working that muscle. When you're doing that every other day, do you have a, like a stock set list or going off of, or do you switch up the songs every time to just kind of keep it? No, fresh? no, I, I, I rotate the songs. I do all kinds of stuff to keep it really interesting. And I got a lot of songs, you know, I mean, we have over a hundred out there, you know, so it's, uh, that's the fun, you know, it, the fun of rehearsing is not being in front of an audience and, you know, trying new things and doing really obscure songs that you wouldn't normally do live because, you know, everybody wants to hear those usual suspects. And then, you know, you gotta, you have to keep the audience engaged. So you don't want to do like a whole lot of obscure songs that people don't really know as well you know that would just be foolish you know but uh when when i'm at home there's none of that and i can just sing all kinds of stuff and and that's that's the fun part of rehearsing at home i've always appreciated the fact that when i've seen you guys you have done that on occasion like i've seen you play fall or imminent bell out kind of some deep cuts like how yeah yeah how much do you like have in your guys wheelhouse to where you could pull that out at any given point is there a kind of a rotating base of songs you guys keep on the back burner oh man we got you know i make the set list every night and we rotate so many songs and you know all these songs on hellbound are so good that everybody wants to play them live everybody wants to hear all of them live and i'm like we can't do all of them we got all these other songs you know so it's challenging because i want to sing them all you know but uh you know, because they're the newest and we're so excited and all that. But, you know, the reality of it is, is not a whole lot of people know these songs yet, you know. So um, we make it really interesting live. You know, we we extend songs live like Lit Up and we do a seven minute version of Crazy Bitch live and that's fun. And and then, yeah, we'll take songs off like Time Bomb, like you were saying with Fall and and we'll throw in like songs from All Night Long and Black Butterfly and, you know, and rotate everything every night. You know, we do, we do songs from the EPs. You know, I always, I really like somebody fucked with me and we do that song live a lot too. Like my favorite album of yours is time bomb. And I remember hearing an interview like many, many years ago where Keith was talking about how he didn't like that time period just because it's something personal. Do you look back on that time period as a good time period or how do you look back at that album? Oh no, it's uh it was a great time period. We had just come off of our first record and the success it was having. I, I don't know what he's referring to in regards to time bomb, but like, you know, we were kind of really, there was like a little power struggle going on with our label. And we feel like we, you know, they, they really screwed us on the promotion of that record. And that's kind of been a lost record that a lot of people don't really know about, except like, you know, diehard VC fans, you know? So, um, but we worked really hard on that record and I, you know, we still play a lot of songs off that record to this day because it's 
you know, like songs like Riding, we play every night Riding, you know, and, and, uh, I love that record, but, um, I don't know, you know, we all have different experiences in this band, so I can, I don't know what he was going through personally. Buck Cherry's kind of unique in the fact that you have songs that could be used in a wedding or something like that. And you also have songs that decidedly should never be in a wedding. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. Have you got any great stories throughout the years about your songs being used in instances like that? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, we've had, you know, a lot of people have come up to me. They've used, uh, open my eyes, which is a hidden track on time bomb. It's a piano song, uh, that I wrote when we were just sitting in the studio waiting around. I wrote that song and, and, uh, a lot of people have that as their wedding song. So that's really flattering and cool. And then, you know, people, there's, there's a pretty famous video of a couple that had, a that played crazy bitch while they were walking down the aisle, <laughs> you know, and it, it kind of horrified some of the wedding guests. And so it became like this viral video and it became so big that Tosh, uh, what is it? Tosh 5.0 or 4.0. He had it on his show. And then we were, we were on that show and we got to meet those people. But, um, so that, that's, that's bizarre, but you know, anytime people are connecting with a Buck Cherry song and it, it's so personal to them, I really enjoy that because, you know, when you create a song from nothing and it becomes something really special to somebody, I mean, that's what you dream about, you know? You actually used open my eyes in my wedding. So that's why I mentioned that. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's but, really cool. That's awesome. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard that. It really, really makes my day. Yeah. That's so cool. We're not together anymore, so don't take that personally. Oh, that nothing to oh, do with that your sucks. Song. <laughs> 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 Sorry to hear that. No, that's all. Maybe good. it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> I've got a random, another kind of random personal question. Is many, many years ago, I saw a, t a picture of you wearing a. Oklahoma Sooners t-shirt and I'm in Oklahoma. Yeah. In you know, I, I was just going to say to you, I, uh, this is a 404 area code and I'm like, this is Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your question? Well, I was just, I just always kind of wondered out of curiosity if that was just a t-shirt you had, if there's any kind of connection, are you a fan of Oklahoma or whatever? Oh, I'm a big fan of Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. Uh, both my mother and my father are born and raised in Oklahoma and oh, okay. all my relatives are in yeah, all my relatives are in Oklahoma. I went to Oklahoma, you know, I mean, I could go on and on and about Oklahoma, but basically um, my mother raised me on her own, you know, since I was uh, 10. I mean, my parents got divorced when I was three, but my mom uh, would basically put my sister and I on a plane as unaccompanied minors, and we would fly to Oklahoma every summer and every Christmas of our childhood be, and be with our grandparents because... Uh, my, you know, my mother needed to, to work and do her thing. And, and so we would go there and, and stay with my mother's parents. And I just had, and you know, my, my grandfather is a wheat farmer and a school teacher. And my grandmother was a school teacher and they lived in a little small town called Helena, Oklahoma, about, you know, 40, 40, 30, 40 minutes from Enid, Oklahoma. And so I had this like really cool uh, small town vibe growing up. And then I would go back home and be this Southern California kid. So, um, I got really the best of both worlds and I really, I really was close to my grandparents and, um, 
you know, uh, learned a lot. I started working for my grandpa when I was 13. I, I know I started driving uh, a John Deere 4240 uh, truck, uh, uh, tractor, and, and you know, working on the wheat fields. He had four farms and, and sowed wheat and uh, harvested wheat, and I learned all about that. And then, you know, he also had uh, some cattle, too. So um, it, was a, it was a good good thing for me. That's very cool. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know any of that. Final question for you. You've probably been asked this several times in the past few months, but outside of working on this album, writing, and everything, like how have you spent your personal time during the downtime of not being able to tour in twenty twenty? Yeah, you know, uh, I got uh, my daughter's fifteen. My son is my son is twelve at home. You know, so they keep me really busy, and they've been at they had been out of school that whole time. So. So when I wasn't writing songs and rehearsing, you know, doing all kinds of daddy duties, but like for, for recreation, uh, I picked up tennis. I, I play a lot of tennis and I've been doing that the last two years. And it's such a f- fucking, uh, humbling sport because there's so many aspects to it and take, you know, and, and it takes all my concentration. And I love that, you know, because I need that outlet that gets me completely out of music and, you know, um, something that makes me sweat and I love competition. So, um, it works for me. Very cool. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time with me today. Hey, my pleasure. It was a great interview. And, uh, if you come out to any of these shows, make sure you come up and say hello. Absolutely. Will do. There you go. Josh Todd of Buck Cherry. A huge thank you to Tim from Adam Splitter PR. And of course, A massive thank you to Josh Todd for taking some time out there to talk about the brand new album coming from Buck Cherry called Hellbound on June 25th and a lot of other things. Had to bring up Time Bomb there towards the end of that interview because I think we're on the same page. That's my favorite album of theirs, isn't it? Oh, hands down. Okay. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I listened to it the other day when I was out here just hanging out. It's literally... I like saying the word literally. I think I texted that to you the other day. Right. Like, like Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec said. Exactly. Literally. It could be my favorite album in the last 20 years, since 2000. Wow. If not, well, that or... Okay, I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole here. But it's one of my favorite albums in the last 20 years, along with, like, We've Come For You All by Anthrax and... Yeah, yeah. There you know, you go. Machine Head, The Blackening, probably. There you go. I don't go. know what else, but, you know... You know how it goes, but seriously, right. that album is up there. Fallout Boy, I get you. <laughs> right, yeah. Fever Free 3 through 3, of course. From... Jesus. <laughs> Guess who's rough. not going to be on our podcast next week? Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> no. Be on the lookout. They've already got two singles out. Hellbound, the title track, is one of them. The song So Hot is the other one. There's videos for both. Look them both up. Be on the lookout for our review. It'll be on our YouTube channel here in the next couple weeks. Talking all about the album Hellbound. And all that great stuff. If this is your first time listening, we really appreciate it. We've got, what, 320 previous episodes. Like, who's been on here that's in the vein of Buck Cherry? Oh, God. <laughs> you think For it, fans of. Yeah, right. Yeah, we had that conversation. Well, Buck Cherry is Fucking, one of those bands that, you know. I'm they start writing shit down and just bring it with me every time we do this. You know what I've thought of? I'm going to go on a slight tangent here, but you know what I've thought of many doing many times is making lists that are like, well, here's all the the 80s rock bands we've had on. Yes. Here's all the mainstream 
you know, newer mainstream rock bands we've had on. Here's yeah. all the classic rock bands we've had on. Here's all the thrash bands we've had on. So then we could just like rattle it off. Right. <laughs> well, you know, and, and but, the good, I don't know if you're talking about this kind of stuff. Well, and see, to me, I, I don't know because you could say, oh, yeah, if you like Shinedown and Saving Able and fucking but, Seven Dust, fuck, I don't know. But that's the great thing but, about but, Buck Cherry. That's, is, and that's the thing is they always, they always, so the, uh, I'm going to bitch about it. People always lump Buck Cherry in with the radio bands. It's like, no, Buck Cherry's actually good. Yeah. Okay. Most of these radio bands fucking are not. And they don't even sound alike. Yeah. Like, they like sound them or not, they don't even sound alike. So I don't know why people put Buck Cherry in with that. And I, I guess I've always assumed it's just because <clears throat> when you have a mega radio hit like Crazy Bitch or Sorry, yeah, I, yeah, then all then of a sudden there you go. you're a radio rock band like Breaking Benjamin or you know, whoever, right, when it's right. like they're not in that vein at all, like you said. Yeah, it just, it baffles me. I mean, they'd fit better on a bill with Jackal than they would Tantric, yeah. you know, or whoever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, at least I, in my opinion. You know, and it's not, I don't know, it's like not, um, it's not a bad thing per se, it's just like it's different. No, I mean, it's... You know, you, you listen to most bands on Octane, you, you kind of, you maybe want to, like, maybe want to go play stickball or... You know, drink milk or something. Fuck cherry mix, you want to fuck. You want to fuck and take and fucking do shots or something. You know, you're not going to get that from Godsmack. Sorry. So I, I just don't. I you don't want to snort cocaine and drink whiskey. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't get how people Sorry. lump all that shit whiskey together. In whiskey in the morning. There you go. <laughs> but you see, know. I mean, well, kind of a you know a good thing here is that Buck Cherry, their audience is drawn from both sides so that's good for them yeah and maybe that's where it is they pull so in those, on the asshole i don't well, know no, they pull in those ready rock fans they pull in the probably the 80s rock fans they yep. pull in fans of bands like probably like kiss and aerosmith from the yeah. 70s you know yeah, so it's like exactly that's good for them i think so speaking of all that kiss def leopard they, yeah guns and roses warrant tesla great white members have all been on this podcast like you said shine down saving able trapped even Right. <laughs> Somehow that happened. <laughs> right. Wish and, that would have got more traction. I know. That fu- that traps fucking coming, traps coming to Chickasha later this year. Jesus, that fucking stupid shit heel. He was hammered as fuck. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way we're not going to get some notoriety for this one," and we did not. I think the I'm problem like, well, was we tried. We uh, interviewed him after all that shit. So right. people are like, we're tired of this being news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not like you could understand anything the guy said, anyways. Right. You know, <laughs> but so yeah, if you like track, <laughs> check that episode out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like nine minute interview with. Speaking of radio rock, I want to mention something totally random here. Another tangent, real mm-hmm. quick. Speaking of, like we were talking about earlier before the interview about tours that have been announced. Right. This week, Three Doors Down announced the 20th anniversary of Better Life tour. I, I saw, I saw that. Okay. Or I saw one, one event i don't know well i mean i saw the full list it's a you know a decent length tour like okay 30 40 dates you know like okay. a full-on I tour i did not see that and they're performing the better life in its entirety and yep. then of course playing all the other hits like when i'm gone and stuff like that so because last 2020 was the 20th anniversary yeah but i bring this up because the band's opening up for them i'm surprised that they're opening up for them see like seether is on opening up for them on a bunch of these dates what and That's to weird. me, to me, Seether 
is the same draw as them. Yeah, totally. At least these, unless I don't know that I know three doors down is a draw, but I didn't know there was still a level where in like, I'm trying to remember. I know Candlebox was on a couple of dates. Yeah. Which that's kind of makes, that makes sense to me, but still Candlebox is a good big draw on their own. Yeah, exactly. And then there was a couple others that were like the Cedar level that I was just kind of surprised about. Well, there's probably, you know, there's probably a thing of like, Hey, you know, who cares where we're at on the bill? Let's just, you know, let's play shows because there's, yeah. You know, and you know, if the three doors down markets it is the twentieth anniversary of this record. Makes it a little bigger. That makes it bigger. And then also, you know, any more shit as long as the check clears, it doesn't matter when we go on. Yeah. You know, we, this is the price, so we're doing it. Yeah, true. So I mean, I don't know. I'm I and I don't know anything about anything, but I'm just you know, speculating that, that those are factors. Yeah. So anyway, there's some random stuff. Right, right. And it is. <laughs> yeah. Leave dust to go off on tangents at the end. <laughs> right. Well, with all that being said, if you're a new listener, we appreciate it. Wherever you're listening at, like, subscribe, follow so you don't miss future episodes. Speaking of future episodes, Damon Johnson will be returning right. for the fifth time here in the next week or two. And he is a... Friend of us now. There, there you go. No. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember that we made that a few, like a month, a couple months ago, we were talking about him? Yeah. It was when we were reviewing his album. That's and right. And you said a friend of the podcast, because he's been on her four times. I've said if he gets on her fifth times, we can say he's our friend. <laughs> then he probably won't be on her fifth time, but guess what? He still did. Yeah. And he even listened to that because he shared it and commented on good. it when we talked to him. Well, we didn't creep him out there. So he's All cool good. with that. Good, good. So he got our approval to call him a friend, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but we've also got some actual friends of ours here in town that'll be on here very soon. We've got CJ from Grind and Pete from the Normandies, because those two bands are playing a show together at the Vanguard in about a week and a half. Right. June 12th. The ret- I think it's the return of the Vanguard show, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. first show back. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect couple bands to... Kick that thing off. Both those bands have sold that venue out on their own. Yeah. At different times. And they're both excellent live. So looking forward to talking to them about that. We've got some other stuff in the works, but check it all out. Follow us on all our socials, thethunderunderground.com. You can listen to the podcast there. You can read reviews, YouTube, at The Thunder Underground. There's a lot of extra stuff on there. So on and so forth. Right. All right. Once again, a huge thank you to Adam Splitter PR. Hella Hot Hot Sauce, Sunset Tattoo, Med Farm, and the Mighty DEB Concerts. And until next time. Go Okies. Go <laughs> right. Oklahoma. OU, baby. Thunder Underground, y'all.